The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we radiate creativity with Marnetta Viegas, who is the author of A Monster Handbook, a toolkit of strategies and exercises to help children manage big feelings. Marnetta is also the founder of the website relaxkids.com and is an author of many books for kids in the Relax Kids series. So I think 17 or 18 books so far, a lot of great stuff out there. Welcome and thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Lovely to be here talking about radiating because that's one of the things that I'm so into. So it's a great idea for a podcast, Radiate. Love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you wrote the Relax Kids series. Why do kids need help with relaxation? Aren't they kind of naturals at it? Well, 23, 24 years ago, when I first started doing this, that was one of the biggest questions that teachers and parents would ask. And they literally laughed at me at the idea of teaching children to relax. And over the years, we have seen a change in children's behavior in the increase of ADHD, children with autism, lacking in concentration, hyperactivity, etc, etc. And absolutely teaching children to self-regulate, self to relax, to calm their own nervous systems down, to have that ability to themselves take their own mind and body into their hands, so to speak, is so important. Because as you know, many adults really struggle with this so we weren't taught this and so I think and now with this modern world it's so important that children learn these skills from a young age and so with all the work I've done I found a way to do it creatively so children almost don't even notice they're relaxing or meditating or doing some sort of affirmation or visualization 
Well, that is so wonderful because yes, most of the work that you do with the children has to do with meditation. It is, yeah. Myself, I started meditating when I was 12. So this is like in the late 70s, 80s. And it was so unheard of then. Literally, we became vegetarian and did eat lentils and rice. And we were laughed at so much at school for meditating and being hippies. And so meditation was definitely associated with that sort of hippie culture. Um, But now I think the world has changed and we realize that basic skills, meditation skills, just being silent, meditate just means to heal the mind and just learning how to focus our thoughts and be still is such, such a gift and such a key in our life. So yeah, it started a way back, the meditation. How do you bring creativity into meditation? Creativity comes in with the visualizations. So very early on, this would have been 1999, way, way before people were doing meditation for children. And so I had this idea to teach children meditation, but I felt that they wouldn't get it. It would be too difficult for them. So I had this idea to turn all the meditations into fairy stories. So take all the fairy stories and turn them into meditations. So they would imagine they were Jack lying, climbing the beanstalk and lying in the clouds, or imagine they were sleeping beauty, lying on a bed, or the princess and the pea lying on 10, 12 mattresses and lying really still. And it worked with all the fairy stories. And that was my first book, Aladdin's Magic Carpet, 52 fairy stories. And it was just such a joy, such fun writing them. And I've just loved creating those meditative stories. And that's how you do it, using creativity, using story, getting children to use their imagination, because that is what they're so good at. That sounds wonderful. Yes, I'm a Sunday school teacher and have been for years. And teaching children meditation has been more difficult than I would think. They don't respond to it as well as adults do. But I think that creative aspect can be very, very helpful. I can't wait to try it this Sunday. I think one book that um, a lot of Sunday schools use would be The Pants of Peace, where I've taken 52 qualities like kindness or generosity. So it would be like the pocket full of praise. And so it would be a visualization around praise, but making it very, very visual. And so the bag of kindness or the hat of happiness. So they're all lovely qualities which we want to teach our children through whatever faith we have. And so the pants of peace. So the idea that they put on, they go to their cupboard and they put on the pants of peace. Well, of course, in the UK, pants are knickers, underwear, but it can be any item. And I remember when my publisher first, they saw the title and it was in English and he said, I'm not sure we could send it with that title because it's, and I said, oh, but I think it would be fun. So we stuck with it. But yeah, in the US, I know pants are trousers. (laughs) Yeah. That is too fun. I can see where that could cause a stir. And was it well received in the UK? Very well. The children loved it because the idea is, that you put on when you get up in the morning and you're putting on your underwear, your garments of peace, and then nobody needs to know they're there and you just can feel this peace all day. They love those quirky things. Yeah, they really did. Of course, there were a few little giggles in classes, but once they got it, they loved it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I know children who have used my, I've also got lots of audios, have used my audios from 2002. So now they're in their 20s and I've met them now and they've said they still use the techniques, the breathing, the visualization. So to help a whole generation or two, because I think we're next, some of them are having babies now. So helping them, it has been such a joy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now I understand that you do not have an education background, a formal education. No, no I have a degree, but my degree is in performing arts. So Me I do actually, I was going to have an education background. I did my first year of teaching music and I did my first year and it was for primary. And then I realized the next year it was going to be for secondary and I didn't want to teach music to secondary. It wasn't my thing. So I went back to another uni and I did performing arts, which was absolutely my thing. You know, you can see with the creativity, I could do the drama, make the costumes, be involved with the lights, the writing. And then I went on and did an recently in 2018, I did another degree of writing for theater and stage. Yeah. So just to sort of like hone my skill a little bit. Yeah. How exciting. Now, you were also a children's television presenter. I was a children's party entertainer. So I was an entertainer. And yes, so I haven't come from the, when I set up Relax Kids, I really didn't know any theory, but I just saw practically that the children over the 10 years of being a children's entertainer, I saw, as I said before, a deterioration of their inability to sit and still listen to my show. And so I felt that they needed something and meditation was the thing. So I started bringing in these creative meditations into the parties and the mothers loved them and the children loved them. And it really brought the party down from something that could potentially be quite fractious, if that's the word. And, you know, the energy too high, too hyperactive, too much sugar. And I was able to get them down eating out of my hand. And that for me was a good party. So they're still having fun, but they're being creative, imaginative, and they're not just whipped up. Their energy isn't all over the place and they go home teary. I didn't like that. It didn't feel right. Mm. No, it doesn't feel right. And you've even entertained at King Charles's operation. Yeah, 1997, he was 50 then, and I was asked to perform at the palace. And so I performed and all the politicians were there and there I was performing. And I have a letter from him somewhere saying it went down well. Yeah, so that was great. Oh, that's kind of an interesting mix. Was it for the children or for the adults? It was for the adults, yeah. I did a mime because in the 90s, it was very popular. The statues, the golden, I was a golden angel. And I stood because, you know, outside Buckingham Palace, there is a huge column with an angel on. And then I was a golden angel up the red carpet inside at the top of the stairs on a plinth. I was a golden angel. And then later I walked around all the state rooms. But I had gold paint and glitter on my feet. And I think I made some footprints all over the red carpet. So I left my mark in Buckingham Palace. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> what a memorable experience. Yes. And you, of course, do have training in clowning and mime as well. 
Yes, I do. I've got various diplomas with a variety of mime schools. One was a really good one from France, Adam Darius and also Desmond Jones. So a variety of styles. And I think I first got into it after doing my degree. I won a Michael Jackson award. And so I won some money and I thought I'm going to use this to do my mind training. So yeah, thank you to Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. For many things, for many things. He was yes. wonderful. And yes. what exciting career and experience. Now, how did you get started with writing the books? Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. I don't want to take too much of your time, but I would like to ask you a few simple favors. First of all, please rate, review, and share this podcast wherever you're listening. You know, it sounds like a simple little thing, and it is, but it has a huge impact for us because it helps other people find us in the podcasting algorithms. I don't know how it works, but I do know that it helps a lot. Next, if you would subscribe or follow wherever you're listening, whether that's YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you're listening, just hit subscribe or follow, and that helps you and it helps us. It helps you because then you receive notifications when we have a new episode that's out. It helps us because again, algorithm, magic, I don't know what happens but it helps. And then finally, you can support our podcast in a tangible way by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast, and then click on support the show. Now we have a new feature too. We are now on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon. You can also find the link to Patreon when you go to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast. So on Patreon, for $3 a month or $5 a month, you can support your metaphysical and spiritual growth. You can learn about upcoming guests, and you can get early and ad-free versions of the shows. So please support us. This podcast is free for you to listen, but we have costs, and quite frankly, they come out of my pocket. So if you like this content, if you get a lot out of it, please see what you can do to give back. Thank you so much. I started, I had the idea for many, many months, and then I put it aside, as I always do. I have little sparks of idea, write them on bits of paper in different notebooks, and then I put it aside, and then I'll come back to it. And then what happened was I was in India on a meditation retreat, and every morning, for, I think it was for about three or four mornings, we had morning meditation at four, and then we had um, an hour in the morning before the next meditation and I just started writing them and they all just came they flowed and I was just there floating on clouds and lying still and I think in three or four days the first book was written so it's like I feel once creativity flows that's it you know you can't stop it it just has to come and I tend to find that if it's not coming I just leave it and do something else yeah or change the art form 
and maybe do doodling or painting or gardening or something else. It doesn't have to be writing. Nothing should be forced. Yeah. Wow. I feel like when we get into that creative zone, it's almost like channeling that we're bringing in a higher intelligence. Well, it's interesting you should say that because again, when I had written it, came back and I put them in a drawer and I think for months, maybe a year, nothing was done. Then a friend said, oh, let's type them up. And honestly, I could not remember writing them. Even now I look back at all the books and I go, I don't think I wrote those. It just seems like, an I, yeah, I almost can't claim them. <laughs> but I did. I did. I don't, didn't have a ghostwriter. It was <laughs> definitely me because I do remember doing them. But I also don't remember the words. So, yeah, I think you could be right about the channeling, channeling creativity. Definitely something happens. I think we get into that zone and something else just does in a way, take over. And yes, it's a powerful process. Now, I want to talk about your book, A Monster Handbook, a toolkit of strategies and exercises to help children manage big feelings. So needed right now. Can you tell us like how you got started with that book? Is there any origin story for why you wrote it? Yeah. So with Relax Kids, we run classes for children. And one of the biggest, so they're relaxation classes. We've got a seven step system to teaching children to relax. And one of the biggest issues we have generally is feelings. Feelings come up that they're scared, they're particularly anxious, a little bit of stress, worry, sadness, all those emotions. So I wanted to find a way to help children understand their big feelings but in a way that wasn't scary, it was fun. So I created this monster handbook. And the idea is that there is full of lots of different exercises to help them rather than get rid of their feelings, because feelings are important, they show us things, but make friends with their feelings. So make friends with their anger. So anger is showing them where they need to, what they know is and what's right and what's wrong and what they believe in. And then understanding their sadness and feeling that sadness. And then when you really feel, even as adults, we tend to eat away our sadness or we'll drink away our sadness or we'll avoid away our sadness. But if as children, we had learned to sit still with that sadness and we feel it, we really feel it and understand it, get to know that sadness, then it will just gently, maybe not leave us fully, but just it will be there. And as a learning friend, yeah. I love that. So the big feelings, those are the monsters or how does that work? Yeah, so there are 14 of them and each one has like a different monster look. And so I describe what the monster looks like. So the worry monster, I, oh, again, I just can't remember. I wish I'd brought the book now. But the worry or the anger monster is like red and hot and and fiery, whereas the sadness monster is almost maybe more jelly-like and it's sort of like got a heavy wateriness to it. So I've gone into great detail describing these monsters and they've been illustrated. And then so children can... and they don't even need to use that look for each monster they could make their own whatever and it's just a way of letting children use this their all their senses to really feel into making their feelings how do I say come alive 
real and then when they're real they can really work with them yeah rather than push them aside push them down and say oh you mustn't cry you mustn't get angry no 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 it's like okay let's look at this feeling let's see what does it feel like to be scared okay and then if as the adult you can talk talk to children like that yes that is wonderful I'm sure that this is very well received by children and teachers and parents parents and grandparents and families and foster carers, adopted children, adopted families, refugee families across the board. Do you have Bernardo's in America? No, um, I don't think it's sort of, Bernardo's is a charity. So we have a lot of children's charity that work with variety of children with lots of issues. And we train up people as well. And so a lot of people come and train and they do this work it helps children so much it's incredible we've had children who have not been able to speak so it's like selective mutism Mm -hmm. and starting to speak after this sort of work you know I know one father he wrote and he said you know I've got my little girl back that was from a different she'd just gone she was just shut down and he said she's come alive again and so those sorts of things that's when you know this works I have never gone down, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a theoretical, I'm not actually interested in the theory. As a result of over the years, now 23, 24 years, there's been a lot of research into every aspect of the parts of the relaxation that I do in the the movement, the play, the breathing, the visualization, the affirmations, peer massage, et cetera. And so much research to show that all those things are so valuable for mental health. But as I said, I wasn't a theoretical. I didn't come from an education background. I just used all the elements of things that I picked up when I was training as a performer, the breathing for singing, the dance for dancing and creativity, using various things. So I didn't come from the theoretical point of view, but I know that this does work. And everybody that we've worked with just sees the practical We don't need loads of study and research. We can see in front of our eyes that these children are making that change and it's having a massive effect on their schoolwork and it's having an effect on their relationships and their families and their siblings. Yeah, and that's what we want. That is the proof of the pudding, as they say. Now, how can teachers and maybe more specifically parents start using some of these things, techniques? Where would you recommend they start? The first thing I would say, go to the Relax Kids website, relaxkids.com, and you'll see right at the top there is a free well-being pack, which they can use straight away, do some exercises when children are feeling a bit stressed, or actually the best time is to do it when in a quiet moment. So you're, rather than go in an SOS moment, you want to be doing something in a quiet like when you're reading books at night time, you can read one of the meditations there, do a breathing exercise. And the key is doing it daily, doing it all the time. So go through these exercises, repeating them. And then if you like what you see, you might want to get an audio from the website, get a book down. If you have a particular issue like self-esteem or anger management or anxiety, we've got various packs for those on the store. And then if you want to try a class, you could see, 
you're in America, we're going to start, we'll be starting online classes soon. Or if you really love this, then, and you want to bring this to your area, then you can train to be a coach and you can say, right, I'm going to teach this for my own children and children in my area. So there are various ways, but starting slow with the freebie, try the exercises and then take it from there. Mm -hmm. I have to say on your website, I love it. You've got a section that says, create, meditate, radiate. You are speaking my language. Can I tell you about that? Yes, that's something that literally we started last week. So this is our community section. So every day, well, every week on a Monday, it's 6.30 UK. So that would be, oh, is that 5.30 in the morning? That would be quite early for you. That is fairly early. Yeah, it's fairly early. You can watch it afterwards. It's on the Facebook group. We do 20 minute meditation for adults. And I do that. I've been doing it every day because I can't just do once a week. But so far, we've been doing it every day. And then every Sunday evening at nine o'clock our time, that's British time. Is that 10 o'clock your time? Maybe. I'm don't you are. Yeah. Um, Seven or eight hours ahead of you. Right. Okay. Well, we can work out the times, but I think that would be the afternoon for you. We do a radiate session where we put, it's a wishing well session where we put all the thoughts towards those people who we know need it. So I've got a friend with cancer. I've got my friend's little dog needs love and wellness and healing. And we just gather together and sit for 10, 15 minutes. And what happens is you also will get the benefit of that just by radiating it out, which you'll get that for yourself. And then finally, once a month on a Wednesday afternoon, your time, I have a creative session. So you can join my creative spark session where we do painting or drawing or, and because, because I have a creativity group every week we meet on a Wednesday. So I thought I'd do one session for free. So those are our community sessions, which I just love doing. Yeah. So fun. Now, you also have Ignite Your Creative Spark. This is actually a club, www.igniteyoursparkclub.com. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, so that is where women get together weekly and we have a theme each week and we just sit and chat online and we create something and the themes can vary depending on what's going on and it's people have said that it's the highlight of their week even though we are still just online but what we'll do is we'll be creating something it doesn't have to look amazing so we don't have to be great artists at all and we might do collage or whatever materials we want to bring and the theme is usually quite therapeutic it's got like a therapy edge to it it's not therapy of course I'm not a trained therapist although I am a a trained creative arts therapist integrative creative art so I can do that but um, I'm not like it's not therapy as such but it's just such a lovely way to come together and maybe the theme is just green or and then you'll see your life in a completely different way which can impact the rest of the week yeah and it's really really relaxing yeah That is wonderful. Super. Is there anything else that you think is important for your work that we need to know about? No, I think we have covered everything in that we've got just 
such a variety of books for all ages as well, even for the under five. So if you think, oh, you know, little toddlers, they're too young. No, absolutely not. My new book, Let's All Be, is a beautiful book for toddlers. And also there's a little star book and various audios for little ones, but also teenagers. The Imaginarium is a book for teenagers and it's best if you read it or using in school. And the idea is that the brain has lots of corridors and each corridor, there's a door to different chambers. I think there are 25 or 20 chambers, 25. And there'll be a chamber of solutions, chamber of peace, chamber of love. And every problem, that there's a key right at the beginning that shows them all the problems they could have and which chamber they can go to to help with that problem. So, yeah, it's very technological, if that's the word. Yeah, gamific, I think, is the latest word. Is so it? it's sort of like, yeah, they learn their right swiping, left swiping thoughts. It's very in their imagination. They can go down a real techno route. Yeah, so it's so much more relevant to them. Yeah, because they don't oh. want to vote on clouds. <laughs> oh, they really don't. They, yes, 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 yes. Much more technological, swiping left, swiping right. That is brilliant. I love that. So fun. And so are these books and the programs instituted in many of the schools there? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In the UK, we have at least 5 million homes and schools using Relax Kids now because it's just been going for so long in just a very just incremental word of mouth. That's how I've done it. I haven't been big on the advertising. I did go on your equivalent of Shark Tank. You know, the shark tank, I went on Dragon's Den and you can watch it on the website. Again, at the top, you'll see Dragon's Den and you can see my pitch from 2005. They didn't get it. They did. They laughed. But it's quite an entertaining piece of TV. Yeah, I'm sure they get it now. I think they do. I think they do. How do you think COVID affected children? Yeah, definitely a huge rise in the mental health. And I think particularly because of the lack of social connection and social connection, because we're so tribal, we want to be together and we want to connect. And even if people are not getting on that well, and you know, you have little tussles, just the connection is really important. That's almost, the tussles are better than loneliness and that feeling of being separate. I learned recently, I was listening to a podcast about dogs. Obviously I was interested because of my dog. And they said, in the dog's mind, separation is equivalent to death. So a dog cannot bear to be separate. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was Very so good. interesting. Yeah. So social. We're not quite like that because we have a bit of understanding. But when they are left on their own and they haven't, hasn't been worked on properly, that's how they're reading it. I'm being left on my own. I am going to die. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> and I feel, you know, we're not quite like that, but there is something about separation. We just don't like it, which is what lockdown did. Right, right. Children really had a hard time for the most part. There were some children who thrived, but for the most part, many children, you know, had a very difficult time and had some big feelings. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly the under fives. I have a friend who has a just nearly four and he was a lockdown baby and just had no contact 
as a baby with other babies and so that's like a whole area of growth that is again I don't know the theory but I can just see and I feel that is a massive lack yeah we also have a program called baby mindful which is teaching we run classes and so the coach will do sessions for the baby and the mother together or father but generally mother and so rather than a mother could go to a pilates class and that's just for her or baby sensory and that's mainly for the baby baby mindful is for both and they bond and it's something for both of them and by the mother learning to self-regulate the baby will mirror that self-regulation and so really, really valuable, but also in such a fun, beautiful, beautiful, creative way. So, yeah, we have our Relax Kids franchise, the Charge Up for teens. If you want to teach teens how to relax, it's like a huge manual for helping teens with art of consent, sleep hygiene, anxiety, moods, relationships, how to manage their life. And then also we've got the baby mindful. So it's like the whole cycle of life, really, right from baby to teen and then (laughs) to babies again. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Marnetta. It's been very enlightening and just a joy. I can't wait to bring some of these things to Sunday school, like I said. So we'll have to have you back when you've got more books out. You've got so many already. But I would urge everybody to go to relaxkids.com and check out these offerings. Lovely. Thank you so much. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again. Don't take your dreams lying down.